the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. In the 10th chapter of John's Gospel, Jesus and his disciples have been traveling in what is known as the Great Rift Valley. This is the valley on the eastern edge of Israel, where the Jordan River flows, beginning at the Sea of Galilee, and finally into the Dead Sea. It is here, towards the end of the Dead Sea, that we find Jesus as he's about to receive a message from some good friends who live on the outskirts of Jerusalem. Listen as Carolyn reads the first of today's scripture readings. I'm reading from John chapter 11, beginning with verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you're going back? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. Let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Thank you, Carolyn. When we have a need, we can contact people who are friends or people that we are aware have a special skill or can help us meet those needs or fix our problems. For example, people who are encouragers are called upon in times of depression or anxiety because they cheer us up and they give us hope. Stephen ministers, people trained in listening and praying, are called upon in times of grief because they support and care for us. So it's no wonder that Mary and Martha send for Jesus when their brother becomes ill. While Jesus was not a doctor, he was certainly a healer. And they wanted their brother to be made well. Jesus was just a few days away from Bethany teaching and healing people along the banks of the Jordan River when he received his friend's request. And his initial response was, this sickness will not end in death. Jesus knew what was going on. 
Jesus knew what was about to happen. So he continued, No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. To say this another way, the spotlight will be shining on God because of what will happen, and God's spotlight will shine upon his Son. So, Jesus chooses for now to stay east of the Jordan River. Delayed responses are challenging and oftentimes disappointing for us. We don't like to wait for things. I remember as a child when prizes were put in children's breakfast cereals, they were always in the bottom of the box. You had to eat the cereal, all the cereal, before you got to the prize. I learned early to open the cereal box from the bottom because I couldn't wait. God has regularly answered prayers I've prayed with a delay. I find myself getting impatient. God, why not now? Why is this taking so long? But when God finally answers, it is obvious to me that it was for my good or for the good of the person that I was praying with and for. Two days after the message came, Jesus abruptly says to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. The disciples are stunned because it wasn't long ago that certain people had attempted to stone Jesus to death in Judea. And Jesus has an interesting response. In essence, he reminds his disciples that there's a limited amount of daylight, 12 hours. And that applies that there is a limited amount of time for him to shine for them in the light of the world. He wants them to see the relationship he has with his Father God and the power he has been given from his Father. Jesus then tells his disciples that Lazarus is asleep and he's going to wake him. Literally, he means that Lazarus is dead and implies he's going to raise him from death. Listen now to Carolyn as she reads for us what happens next. I'm reading from John 11, starting with verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Mary and Martha to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been there, my brother would not have died, but I know that even God now will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And ever, whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her. 
supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Jesus arrives in Bethany and Lazarus is very dead. He's been in the tomb for four days. And it's interesting to note that the roles of Martha and Mary have switched. The last time Jesus was with them, Mary is sitting at his feet and listening as he speaks and teaches, and Martha is preoccupied working in the kitchen to prepare a meal. This time, Martha is the one who comes out to meet Jesus, and Mary stays home, only to come out later when invited. But both women say basically the same thing to Jesus when they first see him. If you had been here, my brother would not have died, John eleven twenty one, and John eleven thirty two. Each of them has no doubt that Jesus could have and would have kept Lazarus from dying by healing him. Jesus to them can certainly put off or delay death. They believe this. They also believe in the resurrection at the last day when the people of God will rise again. But in the conversation Jesus is having with Martha, Jesus is taking her to another reality of both who he is and what he's about. Listen again to what Jesus says in John eleven twenty five: I am the resurrection and the life. This is the fifth of the seven I am statements of Jesus in John's gospel. The resurrection is by him. Life, both abundant now on earth life and the everlasting in heaven life, are by Jesus. Jesus then continues by saying, The one who believes in me will live even though they die. This is the last day resurrection, based on believing in Jesus. But Jesus continues with another line. Listen to this. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. This is the immediate resurrection of living by believing. This is Paul's absent from the body and present with the Lord statement from 2 Corinthians 5. And then Jesus concludes with a personal question for Martha. Do you believe this? Her response to Jesus is immediate. Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Now, I would be remiss as your pastor if I did not ask on behalf of Jesus the same question of you and me. Do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? Do you believe that the one who believes in Jesus will live even if they die? Do you believe that whoever lives by believing in Jesus will never die? Do you believe this? At the end of the text, Carolyn read for us, Mary is weeping over the loss of her brother. And we read that Jesus was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Listen as Carolyn reads one more time for us. I'm reading from John chapter 11, beginning with verse 34. Where have you laid him, Jesus asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? 
But some of them said, Could not he have opened the eyes of the blind man, have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When Jesus, when he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud, loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Thank you, Carolyn. Jesus has been moved emotionally to what has happened and how it impacted the people that he loved. And at this time, he expresses his own emotion. Jesus weeps. People believe it was because he loved Lazarus, which he did. Some might have thought it was the pain of Mary and Martha that triggered him, and it's true, they were in pain. Whatever it was, Jesus was moved in this moment, and then he spoke. Take away the stone. And then he prayed. He attentivized that what is about to happen is happening because of God, his Father, that the Father is doing this through him, that this is what the Father had sent him to do. Jesus speaks again. Lazarus, come out. And John writes, the dead man came out. <laughs> the dead man came out. Lazarus was no longer dead. He is alive. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Since 1995, every time I read or hear this story, my mind takes me back to a movie entitled Dead Man Walking. The movie is a true story of a Catholic nun, Sister Helen Prejean, who was given a prisoner, Patrick Saunier, who was about to be executed in Louisiana's Angola State Prison for the horrific assault and murder of two teenagers. The movie raises all the issues experienced in the web of the brutal crime. Sister Helen comes to know Patrick, who was terrifying and is now terrified. She also comes to know the families of the victims and the men whose job it was to execute him. All these dynamics are experienced in the movie, as well as the love of Jesus and the hope of salvation, even for such a violent and despicable man. When the day of execution comes, Sister Helen is given permission to walk with Patrick as he, the guards take him to the execution room from his cell. Her last words to Patrick in the cell are that she wants him to look at her in the execution room. She wants the last thing he sees on this earth to be the eyes that love him. Helen and the guards lead the shackled Patrick out of his cell and you hear the words of the head guard echo through the prison. 
dead man walking. There you have it. Patrick, a live man who's about to be dead, is walking. In contrast, we have Lazarus, a man who was dead, is now alive, and is walking. I must admit, I prefer the Lazarus story, a story that truly depends upon Jesus and his miracle. But I know the Patrick story, the story of a sinner. And this is all our story, for all have sinned, and the wages of sin, the Bible teaches us, is death. We are all dead men walking, or dead women walking, all of us. There are no exceptions. And Jesus came to bring us both resurrection and life. That's who he is. That's what he does. And my desire is not just to merely believe in Jesus and have the hope of resurrection at the last day. My desire is to live by believing in Jesus so that I can know his resurrection and transformation to life now. And this is what Jesus wants for each one of us, for every person, for every one of you and me. And it may be so because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Please pray with me. Thank you, Lord, for what your son Jesus brings to us. Help us to live out our belief in Jesus. Help us to walk as people who are fully alive in Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life. Amen.